You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Righto, thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent retailer. Lazo is joining us on the line to discuss a little bit of World Cup. Been there, done that. Been there and done everything in rugby league has Lazo. When was your World Cup, Lazo? Uh, I was very privileged to play in the 92 uh, World Cup uh, about, I don't know, two or three weeks after we'd won our first premiership at the Broncos. Oh, that would have been fun. Um, backing backing up again, mate. And the format is a little bit different. Was, was it a uh, an intense World Cup where all the teams were there? Uh, no, we had a different system. Um, we, we used to, back in the day, we used to play test series. Um, England would come out and play us in Australia and New Zealand and we would tour New Zealand and Papua New Guinea and things like that. But every time uh, we played a test series, the last, last test match was, um, was for World Cup points. So you've got two points if you'd win the game and obviously nothing if you lost. So... And then by the uh, end of the three or four years, whatever it was, um, the two top teams uh, would play off in the in the uh, World Cup final. And in '92, it was us versus England at, at Wembley, and um, and uh, our current Broncos coach uh, came on as the super sub, yeah, and put uh, put uh, Pearl through a nice little hole with a little move we used to call an, an out ball, and um, Pearl Pearl. Uh, scored in the corner to to win us the World Cup, and then a week later we uh, we won the World Club Challenge against Wigan. Mm. So it was massive, massive year '92 for, oh. for Brisbane and, and for myself. So yeah, yeah. So I'm very I watch I watch the World Cup today, and I have done over the over the year, years, and I'm very envious of the way they do it now. I just think that'd be be wonderful. It, it, it almost um, uh, looks like a bit of a like a kangaroo tour we used to do yeah. uh, every four years. Um, you know, the, I mean, if if you make the final in this year's uh, competition, you're over there for seven weeks. So that's you know pretty, nearly as long as what you were over there for for a um, kangaroo tour. So uh, yeah, I'm very envious of the players today. But look, a couple of the fringe league dwellers up at work saying, "Oh, well, this doesn't do the game any good." We're seeing, you know. Australia beat Scotland 84-0 and, uh, you know, the England England big win. New Zealand have beaten Jamaica 68-6, etc. Uh, what are your feelings about these these lead-up games to quarterfinals? I mean, even in the quarterfinals, we may meet Lebanon, which you'd have to think is going to be a, a pretty easy stroll for the, the Roos as well. Yeah, look, I think it's... Um... I think it's uh, a case of damn if you do, damn if you don't, mate, in the mm. sense that well, we are trying. We, you know, we are. We're always trying to promote the game of rugby league and, and introduce it to new countries and and you know promote the, the game in those countries, those uh, those second tier countries, I guess that uh, you know are, are trying to uh, establish rugby league there. And 
you know, I think it uh, it certainly puts them in the spotlight for for the time the World Cup uh, is being played and and so forth. Yeah, look, it doesn't look good that you know Australia beat beat Scotland by by eighty or you know whatever. But you know, it just the fact that they're there. I mean, you know, rugby. I mean, there's some pretty big scores in rugby as yep. well. Um, so you know, I just. Uh, uh, I, I think it's great that we can see sides like Jamaica, you know, Jamaica and, you know, Wales and Scotland and, and Ireland all, you know, break away from, from England. And, and, you know, I, I just think it's it's wonderful that, that those, you know, guys, and, and there's, it's you know, a time for, for players that wouldn't necessarily get to play against quality, you know, players like Australia, New Zealand, Tonga, mm. Samoa. Um, you, know, uh, you know, I just think it's a wonderful opportunity for a lot of men that, uh, you know, may not necessarily, you know, play at the level that, uh, you know, the guys in the NRL do. So I, I don't see many negatives to it other than the fact that, that sometimes the scorelines get a bit, bit embarrassing. But um, Yeah, I think those, you know, I think those I, people at Paddy's workplace would, uh, would be the types that sort of might like seeing Australia lose, you know, mm. towards the end of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Negative types. Come yeah, on, Nancy. Well, Just yeah, you know, be a bit patient yeah. for another week, and we'll get into the good stuff. Now, um, yeah, it, yeah I, I reckon it's been quite watchable. Any surprise packets for you, uh, Lazo, so far this tournament? Are uh, good ones and bad ones? Yeah, look, I think um, uh, the surprise was the very first game. Yeah, um, I, you know, uh, uh, Samoa are playing uh, England. Now, I, I, I haven't sort of rated England as. As a, as a threat to you know, possibly two or three other other countries, but um, they look like they're really keen. I mean, they're playing on English soil, so that's uh, going to be a, a motivation for them. But I, I, I was really disappointed with Samoa. I just didn't feel as though they they were uh, they didn't have their heads in the game at all. So maybe that'll turn around. You know, this is the thing. I mean, players some players played a week before, and some players played a month before. So. Yeah. It's a really, it's a real, uh, um, you know, mix, mix mash of players that are still, still game fit and some that probably aren't. So, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just feel the first, I'm, I'm not surprised that we see, uh, a scoreline like the England and, uh, a Samoa when you consider what, you know, it's, when you look at the teams and, and the different times in which these players finish playing. So, yeah. You know, I think as the tournament gets on, like State of Origin, as the to- as time as the tournament goes on, uh, the sides will get better. So, uh, uh, you know, for some of those sides that experienced the loss in round one, you know, would would definitely be playing better and hoping to to start getting a win on the board. Yeah, couple of things. Uh, Samoa have beaten Greece this morning, seventy two four. So w- whether we can get any gauge about that, that they have got their heads in the game now, maybe so. And yeah. and, and, and back to the point that we were talking about. You're right with these new teams. New Zealand beating Jamaica sixty eight six. That six came in the seventy fifth minute to Ben Jones Bishop. And the elation and the ecstasy on the faces of the uh, Jamaican players was something to behold. Yeah. So for for that moment. But listen, let's get down to the, yeah. the crux of it, mate. The the only question that seems to surround this kangaroo side is who's going to play halfback. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think Ivan Cleary will. I think um, purely because he's the best player in the game, I think. Getting, you know, pretty, old, I, I, getting pretty old now, though, Lazo. Ivan. 
Nathan Cleary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you, said, you said Ivan. Oh, I, <laughs> I, look, I, uh, I just think Penrith, are, Penrith don't win grand finals without him. And yeah. um, I, I just think he's the best player in the game. And Mal would be, I don't know, I mean, you know Mal... Mal's got his his own thoughts, and he'll he'll pick the side he thinks will win the game. But um, just personally, I think Nathan Cleary's got to be nearly first picked, and uh, closely followed by uh, Cameron Munster, uh, James Tedesco, and uh, yeah, we'll just put in some other players. You know, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I think those three players in one side. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, they're going to be very difficult to beat. But in saying that, of course, you know, the, you know, New Zealand and um, we've seen England play playing well, so. Um, but I think Nathan Cleary will get the nod at uh, well, whatever number he wears now. What a ridiculous situation. I'm sure you've spoken about that, but yeah. my God, what brainwave came up with that, trying to justify his job? So was that it a... Was, it I, was a uh, an Australian decision, wasn't it? The NRL type well, yeah, Australian I mean, Rugby League? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, they're the only team that do it, don't they? Well... Are they the only team doing it? Look, it, it, apparently it was for programming that they they had to have numbers for the program that would go forward so that the players would wear the same numbers, I think. Uh, so we decided that it would be on the basis of your length of service to the Kangaroos. So yeah. Tedesco came out with number one. Um, and yeah. after, after that, I think Carrigan's got a 13. And I'm not sure yeah, whether Munster's yeah. got a number that relates to someone in the halves. Yeah, but after that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after that... Well, it's I, a I, I just can't get my head around. I just can't get my head around. I've got a car running eighty meters in a number nine jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it just doesn't look right. So, uh, I, yeah, look, I, look personally, when I when I put on the number eight jersey for Australia, you know, I I reflected on who else has put yeah put that on, and you know, I, I mean, I, I just think, you know, I'd I'd hate to think that. Um, De, you know, debuting, you're wearing number 24 or 25 when you're playing and you're starting in the front row. You know, I just, uh, I just, as a player, and I don't know whether it's, look, it is important to me that that I that I yeah. have a number frame, number eight frame jersey on my wall that you know, uh, rather than a number 25 or 26 or whatever it is. So I, I just, I sometimes we get we we. I don't know. Sometimes we just outsmart each other. I think you know. Yeah, because they've got no <laughs> idea. Uh, they got no, no idea exactly. about that emotion your jersey number might evoke. Exactly, mate. Exactly right. And I understand. I sort of understand where they're coming from because when Melbourne first started, uh, we had our names across our back, and the NRL, you know, fought tooth and nail for us to remove them because no other side had them. But Rebo's argument was: we're trying to establish ourselves in Victoria and yeah. in Melbourne. And you know they're not they're not massive rugby league fans, so you know it, it's easier for them to start liking players if they know their names. So you know, we're, some reason or other that we're allowed to keep doing it. So you know, I can understand that, but really, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I not even myself would uh, um, you know not recognise Josh Adokar as opposed to. Uh, uh, Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I wouldn't make the mistake if uh, you know. You know. Anyway, I, yeah. I just think it's silly. Sometimes we play with tradition too much. You know, I think we should should just have left it alone. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, we're we're a week away. We've got Italy next up at the weekend, and then they get into this quarterfinal stage and semi-finals. And look, they're going to be intriguing, obviously, with the Englands and the New Zealands, Tonga, Samoa. Uh, Someone big's going to miss out, eh? The semis, they're not totally predictable. No. 
Well, you've got England, New Zealand, Australia, and you've got Tonga, Samoa. Mm. Uh, you know, five, five doesn't go into four, obviously. Mm. Hey, Lazo, great to chat, yeah. as usual. Yes. And uh, we... How your, how your boys been going anyway? You're bloody... Uh, well, Healy's never here. Off. He's playing golf and, oh. and, and drinking wine <laughs> and all over the place. I mean, oh. It's a rare privilege to have him in the studio but I today. still do the but, show. Oh. I still do the show, Lazo, but I can do it from elsewhere. You can do it from your golf buggy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I could try that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Might take the charger out there with me. Yeah, no, no, we're, we're going pretty good, mate. We're, we're going well. Thank you, mate. Oh, that's great. That's we, great. Good to hear. We good have realised there's a truckload of sport going on every every day. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to extend your uh, your on-air time, mate. Eh? Could you please be quiet? Yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, that line's <laughs> starting to break up, Lazo. I can, I can <laughs> barely hear you now. <laughs> hey, thanks, mate. Right, mate. Great, great to chat. Buddy. One of our greatest. Yeah, see you guys. One of our greatest, Glenn Lazarus, joining us on the show there. Hey, before we get to Vanessa, can I just... We haven't really played much audio after that big win the other night, but let's listen to Mal on his... putting it his best 17 into context. This is what he had to say after the match against Scotland. Yeah, that's the depth of the squad, you know. So from my perspective, you know, with due uh, respects to, you know, Scotland, no, we've still got a fair way to go, you know. So we've got, you know, some big challenges in front of us. So, you know, we'll keep our feet in the ground um, and, you know, we'll make those tough decisions when the time comes. And, of course, Cameron Munster had his take on uh, the whole Nathan Cleary DCE debate. The way uh, Nath plays, um, he's a very, very, like, obviously has structure and um, he's really good at organising. And I thought if I let him do his thing, um, it would be a lot more comfortable coming into his game. Um, when you start asking myself for <laughs> opinions or, or sort of guidance, um, you know we're, we're going backwards. So um, I'll just take a backward seat and just let him do his thing. <laughs> well said, both men. Um, Mel's so calculated, isn't he? He's very careful with his words. I wonder if he's just used that three minutes in politics to, mm. to great advantage over time. Very careful. Exactly right. With so, all due respects to Scotland, we, we've, got some, <laughs> we've got some challenges thinking ahead of us. To Well, they've got Italy this weekend, and it looks like both DCE and Cleary maybe get a half each. So okay. they, they get a, a game and a half to uh, strut their stuff, and then Mel will decide. Yeah, and to stay ready. That, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good use, actually. Yeah, and don't forget Benny Davis, who I just saw walk into the studio uh, about uh, three quarters of an hour ago. He will have Mel. Yes. From I think they're back in Manchester now. Uh, he'll he'll have a chat with Mel, so we maybe get some answers then. Brighton Homes open line thirteen thirteen fifty five. Text line is oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. It's coming up to seven twenty. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.